0: Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. It's a big one. Happy birthday.
1: It's a big birthday. Well, pop to the champagne for two reasons. One, we're together. Yeah. So, yes, it's my birthday. Hi. It's a big one. It's my...
0: 30th birthday. It's definitely
1: my 30th birthday (laughs) for the 10th time. Um, Yeah, it's on the 2nd. Uh, so, uh, this episode will be coming out, um, a couple days before it.
0: Real close to that though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so
0: send birthday wishes, so send
1: birthday wishes to Heather to,
0: to campfire classic social media or to fifty fifty 50 production at gmail.com. Yes. Wish, wish her a happy birthday. because her a little song
1: 40 years old and that's kind of scary. Videos, <laughs> videos
0: of some happy birthday dancing. That'd be cool.
1: Happy birthday dancing. Um, stupid songs you make up cute animals. I accept all things. Uh, so.
0: Quakas and red pandas are especially.
1: Yeah, red pandas, sloths. Yeah. I accept all. So hello from the Norwegian Joy. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone. So we are actually currently in the Bermuda Triangle while we yeah. record this too, which is pretty cool.
0: Spookular. Uh, saw some pretty cool um, shooting stars last night.
1: I saw, saw the some... craziest shooting star I've ever seen in my life. It was like a comet. Like, not, not even a comet. It looked like a fucking, like, it, it looked like one of those apocalypse things that's going to hit the Earth. Like, it was on fire. And Ken explained to me that it burned up in the inner atmosphere as opposed to the outer atmosphere. So, they're very rare, but when they happen... It
0: just it got a little closer so it looks a lot cooler and
1: myself and one of my other castmates maria both saw it and i'm so glad we both saw it because if i was the only one who saw it i'd be like did that happen was what nope but we both saw it at the same time and i literally yelled holy shit (laughs) because it was very apocalyptic so um but yeah so we saw some cool stuff you saw um we saw some planets
0: some it looked like a spaceship.
1: Yeah, because it was like super red. Because we saw Mars as it was rising over the horizon, and it was like super red. Oh
0: yeah, the the color it was the the color that was coming that low to the horizon. It was um, it it literally looked like one of those the flashing red lights on top of like a cell tower or yeah. something.
1: Yeah, it was, and like there was kind of a mist in the air last night, and it was a new moon, mm-hmm. so like it was. It was just a, it was a great Bermuda Triangle sailing experience. Yeah.
0: So welcome to Campfire Classics and hello from the Bermuda apocalypse. Hey.
1: <laughs>
0: um, I was keeping my eyes peeled for, um, for Amelia Earhart, but yes. I did not find her well, last night. you still night.
1: have tonight.
0: There's still time. There's we've, still time. We've, yeah.
1: We've got, we're no, we don't land in Bermuda till tomorrow. So you got. And
0: technically Bermuda is still the corner of the triangle. So...
1: One tip of it. Yeah. Like the very far tip. So Uh we'll sail right past it. Like, yeah, it's
0: just the tip.
1: Just the tip. Just the tip, baby.
0: (laughs) Sometimes just the tip is all it takes.
1: I guess so. I.
0: (laughs) You can still get pregnant from just the tip?
1: Ew. No, (laughs) let's not go there. Um, I don't know. If, well, I mean, I guess you can, <laughs> but like, I don't know. Really. You can
0: only if it goes badly.
1: Yeah, if it goes very, like, that's a very unfortunate moment.
0: That's, that's Everyone is disappointed if that's, if that's what happens. That's just
1: not it right there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so we are sailing and uh, Ken's enjoying the cruise and uh, I'm excited for him to be in Bermuda. We were in the Bahamas yesterday. out on a we beach a in a rainstorm. Before that, we were in the uh, the uh, very majestic and uh, um, elusive setting of Port Canaveral, Florida.
0: <laughs> where we drank margaritas out of coconuts.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, saw a couple strip clubs. You know, it felt very, very Florida. <laughs> sure. It's the place where a week ago I held a baby alligator while putt-putt golfing. Th- that is the most Florida thing you can do. And I was drinking a can of, like, vodka soda. So it's very... Like super classy. Yeah.
0: On that day, um, when we were in Port Canaveral, someone sent me, I don't even remember who, but someone sent me the headline, the Florida man headline from that day was Florida man arrested for attempting to buy a child.
1: (sighs) Yeah. Well, we had the, uh, Florida men on Florida man, uh, on our podcast once. And, uh, You know, every time I go to Florida, I'm like, there is a reason that there is an entire podcast dedicated to these people. Dedicated to
0: just the insanity of Florida.
1: Literally just like being off the ship for like four and a half, five hours. I'm like, I could write a story about 12 of these people. Like like half of my castmates um, who are... um, uh, self-identifying uh, que- uh, gender queer um, were in a mall and they stumbled upon one of those stores that sells the fuck Biden, uh, Trump is my president flags and stuff like that. Which which they posed in front of like majestic queens that they are, <laughs> and, it's-
0: and the pictures are fabulous. With, but the, so here's the thing about that flag: the fuck Biden flag is at least I appreciate that they're just saying it and not hiding behind Let's Go Brandon.
1: Oh no, there was a flag of that too. You saw she, that right?
0: I, I did, yeah. yeah. But I'm like, like if you're gonna just say it, just say it.
1: Yeah, I didn't just even know what. I didn't even know who the fuck Brandon was. So Ken told me this like co- like couple months ago, and I was like, what? I was like, that's just stupid. It's, I'm like, oh, you're, you're so you're clever. Allowed. Like, you're allowed
0: to just say the thing. Just say the thing.
1: Like, but yeah, there was there was one of those. Let's go, Brandon's flags hanging next to yeah. the fuck Biden, Trump's my president flags. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jack just standing in front, like. Fabulous! <laughs> I was like, I was like, I would have loved to have been there just to be looking at the person behind the like cash register, just to like see him like exploding. And then Jack made the joke. He goes, "And my grinder just blew up when I walked by that." <laughs> I was like, you know what? I believe it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. My favorite uh, t-shirt that showed up in the picture was one where it was uh it said "Size does matter," and it was um, bullets pictures of bullets of by caliber size. and uh i i just i i couldn't i was like you know we always knew somewhere that those guns are compensating for something but now you're like your subtext is becoming your text people yeah, that's a, like you're you, doing our job for us you
1: do realize that that is the joke right <laughs> that we think you're compensating with your giant guns because your dick is so tiny yeah well now we know i guess that is actually true <laughs> all right.
0: Uh, well, that was a solid seven minutes of some, like, anti-Florida politics.
1: Hey, it's my birthday. I can bash DeSantis and his poo you can, face all he wants. You can I bash whoever really you like want. I actually really like a lot of people who live in Florida, but even the people who live in Florida will say, Florida's got some fucked up shit going down.
0: Yeah. There, there are some great things in Florida. I'm hoping to get back to Sarasota soon. Me
1: too. I love Sarasota. Yeah. Like, and there's some crazy people there, but there are had, also some really good theater, So I had
0: my first, like, real professional, professional gig in uh, Jacksonville, Florida.
1: Yeah. My sister was born in Panama City, Florida. Yeah. Which is a very special place if you've been. Good,
0: good things, good things come out of yeah. Florida. Mostly they come out of yes. Florida.
1: Yeah, usually they, <laughs> people evacuate and then, you know, when they get old, they go back because it's, tax free and all that stuff.
0: And the weather's nice. The
1: weather is nice. It gets effing hot. Well there it's uh snowbirds.
0: Yep. They're there for the winter. They
1: don't go down there in the summer cuz whoo wee.
0: And then they all come back to Wisconsin.
1: Yep. And the Ohio summer. and Iowa and New York yep. And yep. yep. <laughs> they know what's up. But yeah.
0: Or they just spend the summer cruising.
1: Well, that is a thing now. So like there are now going there are cruise ship companies now um planning to launch residential cruise ships because there are people that are now choosing instead of to pay, buy into a retirement home to just cruise constantly and it because it ends up being cheaper which is pretty depressing that our fucking uh elderly care is that bad that people can afford luxury cruises over um a affordable retirement center so
0: do you think If I were to um, bank enough weeks working for the union, my health insurance would cover a retirement home cruise. I
1: guess once you're (laughs) over 65, yes, or 55, or whatever the age is.
0: Could I get get actors' equity to pay for my retirement cruise? (laughs) They
1: might. I mean, that's a long way off, Boo. Like, but you know, once it's a long way off,
0: but it's getting closer every year.
1: Once we're there, I mean, why not? Uh, Equity, are you listening? Um, I am a moderator on one of those pages. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe I will post that question. Be <laughs> like, I just read an article saying that there will be now residential cruise ships for retirees. Um, is this going to be covered by <laughs> by insurance?
0: I want to start a cruise company, and okay. I want I want the cruise company's thing to be like classy cruises of yore. So like all of the like all the
1: Titanic?
0: of Titanic <laughs> minus the sinking.
1: Okay, yeah, well, they're you know they're relaun they're rebuilding a replica of the Titanic. I can't
0: imagine how that could go badly,
1: it, right? And like tickets are going for like so much money, but they're building a replica like down to like the decor, and they're gonna have like dress code and. Like, which, I'm like, which, are they going to sell tickets to the shitty, like, area where they locked people to their desks? Like, oh, yes, please sign me up for Irishman number two steerage that gets locked into a corridor.
0: <laughs> and are they going to use, like, clear plexi where the hole was so that you can see out the side of the ship? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I wonder, you know you know what? That's not true. They won't put people down on the steerage. They'll just put the crew down there.
0: They'll put the crew down there. <laughs>
1: That's where the crew will be.
0: Well, also, I'm just thinking an exact replica of the Titanic is going to be roughly the size of one of the lifeboats on this it's ship. It's not
1: big. Well, yeah. <laughs> if they're not big. I mean, like the Titanic, in comparison to, like, the ship I'm on right now, like, yeah. is so tiny, so small, because it's only, like, I think it was only, like, eight decks or something like that. This one has 17 19 at parts of the ship. So yeah. yeah, like it'll be more the size of the, the sky, the, the ship we saw yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like that's kind of your idea is like yeah. cruises of yore, but it's all,
0: it's all like, um.
1: would there be a pirate cruise?
0: Old fashions and jazz bands.
1: Ooh, I like that.
0: All old fashions and jazz bands. Like there's a jazz singer performing every night. And, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and say, we'll go ahead and say, um, in a very, uh, medieval times sort of way, uh, one night of every cruise, a pirate pirate ship, a pirate ship comes alongside and boards. And, um, so you have to deal with a pirate invasion.
1: Or you become pirates. Or you
0: become pirate. Well, I,
1: I like that it's like pirate night. Like, like how, some ships have formal night. Like that night is pirate night, and then uh, it's
0: how do you deal with the invasion? Oh, do do you do you try to do do try to fight invasion. them? Do you try to fight them off or do you join them?
1: I would join them because uh, <laughs> if you fight them off, you're probably gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> if you join them, you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. And then you get to the next port, and you're like, bye. <laughs> Just run away at the pub. No one will even know
0: pirate cruise. it's basically just a floating rent fair
1: yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> Hi, if, that would be a brilliant actually like cruise line is like pirate cruises or like uh cr- like pirates of the caribbean cruises disney if you're listening trademark um get in touch with me um if they built a cruise ship that was like replicated after i mean it'd be bigger clearly right, right, right. but it'd be replicated a as ship. a pirate ship like yeah, yeah. a lot of wood a lot of like yep like sails and pirate flags and and lots
0: stuff. and lots of rum drinks. so much rum
1: which is on the which is here anyway yeah. so it's like
0: and instead of jazz bands it's just like it's
1: just like Accordions and like yeah. fucking like uh, uh, sea shanties. Sea shanties. Sea, sea ba- shanty bands. Yeah. Sea shanty bands. And they do Pirates of Penzance on there.
0: <laughs> the only production show. Pirates of Penzance.
1: And uh, what's the other one? The the pirate woman. The woman. A, pirate Queen. The Pirate Queen.
0: <laughs> By Boobiel and Schoenberg.
1: Boobiel and Schoenberg, who did Lame Is and Miss Saigon.
0: <laughs> there's got to be a third pirate.
1: Oh, there has Show. to be. I'm sure there is. If you know of the Third Pirate musical, please uh, mail in and let us know. There has to be.
0: All right. So really got to get to work on that Blackbeard yep. musical. There
1: it is. Well, see? Yep. Trademark, trademark. What are we doing? Like, wh- what do we do on this podcast other than create, uh, t- discuss politics and uh, uh, um, corporation ideas?
0: Yeah. Just give away free ideas for, for yeah, making-
1: Listen to Campfire Classics, where we will make you a millionaire. <laughs> it's
0: just the business ideas—they keep coming. Damn it. Uh, so, welcome to Campfire Classics, not a politics podcast and not a Shark Tank podcast. <laughs> uh, in fact, a literary comedy podcast where we cold read short stories that we pull out of the public domain. We try to muscle our way through them as best as we can for you, dear listener, live. To tape. Uh, and along the <laughs> way, we look up words that we're not familiar with and make fun of penis jokes of your.
1: Penis jokes of yore <laughs> along with cruise ships of yore <laughs>
0: Uh, and that's that's basically our whole shtick. And this week, I have selected a story for Heather to read, or attempt to read anyway, yeah. to you, dear listener, sight unseen, and we're gonna see how that goes. But first, uh, I'm gonna read just a few fun facts. Fun facts to try to um, sort of get us in the get us in the mood for the for the story So uh, this week's fun facts are kind of short despite this being a new author not by choice so much as no necessity <laughs> because this guy's Wikipedia page is two paragraphs long.
1: love it love it.
0: Uh, so Victor Bridges was born in March, 1878 with the name Victor George Dufresne.
1: He- Isn't that the name of the guy in Shawshank Redemption? Something Dufresne? Something Dufresne. It's Dufresne. Uh, That's the last name of the main guy. Yeah. Uh, William Dufresne? They just keep calling him Dufresne. Yeah. Like, anyway. Let me
0: tell you about this motherfucker named
1: Dufresne. I know
0: Bobby Dufresne.
1: I know. Fuck. Robert it's like one of Dufresne. my favorite movies too. I'm like pissed now, but it's Dufresne anyway.
0: Eddie Dufresne. No. Marky Mark.
1: Mark. Marky Mark. Yeah, it's Marky Mark. Marky Mark Dufresne. <laughs> well, also That's bridges. Delicious. Yeah. See this. We're drinking cava, which I learned is a really good substitute for prosecco and champagne. All. Uh, it's Spanish sparkling wine. And oh, it and just it's has so smooth. It's There's so smooth. Nothing. So go check out a cava if you're looking for some sparkly. Here that's your tip from the Norwegian Joy.
0: <laughs> so Victor George Dufresne, later known as Victor Bridges, um might have been part of the wealthy Dufresne family in Sligo, Ireland, but his parentage is weirdly mysterious. I have no idea who his parents were. Apparently, the internet doesn't either, so maybe he's part of that family. Maybe he wasn't.
1: Uh, cool. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: He went to school at Haileybury Imperial Service College near Hertford, England, before becoming a bank employee and then an actor.
1: Weird, because Dufresne in Shawshank Redemption is a banker. Huh. Yeah. And anyway, anyway, sorry, I'm I'm geeking out about Shawshank. (laughs)
0: So he becomes a bank and play for a few years, decides he doesn't like it, becomes an actor Actor. for a few years at a a rep theater.
1: Good for him. um,
0: Does okay. And then after writing a couple of plays for the theater, becomes a writer. Full time.
1: You know what? Make your own work. You will never stop working. Yeah, it's true. Uh,
0: So, in 1909, so when he's 31 years old, he started publishing. Almost (laughs) my age. Uh, He started. He started um, writing full time and and got a couple of novels published. And he continued writing and publishing with relative success until he died in 1972. Whoa, so over the six decades that he was publishing, he wrote around fifty books, a handful of plays, and two volumes of poetry. Wow. he also married he was also married for thirty seven years. She died fifteen years before he did. And that is the sum total of easily accessible information on the guy.
1: Wow. He
0: was apparently. Um, quite popular in his day, like popular enough that he supported himself as, as a, a writer, writer professionally, but not so popular that anybody wanted to know anything about him or write down anything about his personal life.
1: I, okay. I feel like somebody, one <laughs> of my, one of my academic friends out there, and I have quite a few cause I've met and like when they're getting their doctorates and stuff, I'm like academic friends, someone who's in the literary vein. You should do some research on this on this on this writer and uh, Victor Bridges. Victor Bridges. Yeah, we've got
0: you've, you've got a couple of people. have
1: got a lot of friends who are in dramaturgy and like yeah, yeah and
0: like. and someone who is or was in publishing, right? Someone through oh, Mark Fisher,
1: I, Lauren. Yeah, yeah, like yes. yeah. I have you no. Know, I have friends in publishing. I have friends in dramaturgy and like research of like literary. You know, like I have a couple of friends who are librarians. So yeah, I. Yeah, I feel like this person, uh, I guess we should read the story first.
0: It's possible <laughs> nobody cared because he was actually trash.
1: This could be terrible, but if it's good, you should check out this man.
0: Um. Anyway, fortunately, his writing did survive, even if writing about him didn't. That's good. And the book, so the story that I wanted to have you read mm-hmm. was called The Cruise of the Scandal. Aww. Unfortunately, it's like... Twice as long as anything we ever read. It'd be a two-parter episode. So maybe down the road. But I didn't want to spring that on you today. Um, But from his book, The Cruise of the Scandal and Other Stories, published in 1920, uh, you will be reading today a story called The Man with the Chin. (laughs)
1: Okay. Let's start this fire. Don't start the fire too bad, or we'll get a code Bravo, and they're going to show up. (laughs) The Man with the Chin by Victor Bridges. I shouldn't like to marry a man with a chin like that, (laughs) said the girl in red. What a bitch. I love her. Her companion, a ferret faced young gentleman with his hair parted in the middle, inserted his eyeglass and stared deliberately across the room. Okay.
0: I already love these people. I love people.
1: him. Um, I love this writer. That's it. Okay. I
0: like, I mean, I hate them both, but I already love these yeah, characters.
1: Yeah, I love these characters. Okay. Obstinate looking beggar. What? He drawled. <laughs> Unconscious of these criticisms, George Leslie sat at his solitary table, only looking up from his newspaper whenever the door of the room opened to admit a fresh arrival. Oh, he's
0: waiting for someone.
1: Mm -hmm. It was on the sixth occasion that his inspection appeared to be successful. His lips parted in a smile, and laying down his paper, he rose quietly from his chair. Quickly? Quietly. Quietly. I wanted it to be quickly, but it was quietly. Quietly. He rose quietly from his chair. The girl in red nudged her companion. She's come at last. Kept him waiting long enough. (laughs) The ferret-faced young man indulged himself in another leisurely survey. Worth it, too, by Jove. He ejaculated admiringly. Yes! Yes! Oh, my God!
0: How, why have it's we not read this guy yet? It's been long time since
1: we ejaculated it's, on here. It's,
0: it has been entirely too long since we ejaculated.
1: It, you know what? It's because of my birthday.
0: It's, yes.
1: Thank you for the this birthday ejaculation. This ejac- is a birthday ejaculation. Birthday ejacula- it's not birthday sex. It's birthday ejaculation on Campfire Classics. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Well, damn, Victor Bridges. live in the dream.
0: Dude, like three paragraphs, and I am so hoping that this story rocks because I'm, I'm already like him into it so far.
1: It's very uh, Oscar Wilde-ish, yeah. Um, so far,
0: I like that he ejaculated after essentially saying, "Oh, she's hot." Oh,
1: she's hot, and he ejaculated. That's the funniest part. <laughs> like it's like, oh damn, <laughs> amazing, uh, admire ad- admiringly. Yes. Yes. He, yes. Ed- he ejaculated, he ejaculated admiringly. admiringly.
0: I mean, every I mean, once in a while, I admire someone so much that I just have to ejaculate.
1: Well, I hope that when you ejaculate, most of the time, it's because you're admiring someone or some idea of something. Like usually, there it, is
0: certainly an amount of admiration.
1: Good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's good. It's good. All right. So we're ejaculating his criticism if a trifle crude in expression was sound enough in taste the girl who had just come in was most distinctly worth waiting for yeah she was beautifully dressed with a shy yet charming prettiness she moved across the tea, wor- tea the worm tea worm
0: usually the worms in tequila i know
1: i was like i want tequila worm apparently uh she moved across the tea room towards Leslie and held out her hand with a little smile of apology. I'm so sorry, she said. I know I'm dreadfully late. There was a momentary twinkle in Leslie's grey eyes. Twenty one and a half minutes, he said. Not a record, Nancy, by a long way. Oh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> <Aww>, they're cute <laughs> She's always late, and he's like I keep track, and it's okay. I still not, care.
0: Not even 22 minutes. Honey. I wasn't. I haven't even had my third champagne was, yet. You're fine. I'm not fine. even
1: worried, darling. You look... Yeah. <laughs> she sat down in the chair, which he pulled up and began to take off her gloves. There's one nice thing about you, she answered, looking at him with frank affection. You never mind people being late, do you? Aw, I fucking hate when people yeah, are late. Yeah,
0: uh, me and Nancy would not get along great. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'd just be annoyed by Nancy. I'd be like, come on, Nancy. She, she you would have to together. be
0: more than exceptionally um, hot, admirable, <laughs>
1: hot <laughs> in order
0: for me to get past that kind Except of Except for the fact that she's
1: always late. Yeah. yeah.
0: At le- apparently, always like 20 minutes late. At
1: least, yeah. That's rough, man. <laughs> I got shit to do. I ain't got no time. All right. I occasionally make an exception in business hours, said Leslie. Oh, business! She shrugged her pretty shoulders. I expect you're simply horrid in business, George. I'm sure you bully all those poor people at the garage dreadfully. Leslie shook his head. I leave that to Morton these days. My time's taken up in making them miserable at the works. <laughs> He's like, I don't scold them for being late. I just work them to the fucking yep. bone. The girl laughed. <laughs> I can just see you. She said, I suppose you stick your chin out and growl at them like you do me when you're cross. Ooh. Damn. Right. He must have a really nice, like, pointy chin or something like he must have a very distinct chin, because the woman across the way noticed it.
0: Noticed it. and then Would she, never marry a man with a chin like that. And then she like just that. said,
1: I suppose you stick your chin yeah. out to get their attention. So, now I'm seeing, like, a, like, Fagin from Oliver, which has, like, a, like, in the cartoons, like, a chin.
0: I, I was, I was thinking Jay Leno.
1: Yeah, yeah, but more pointy. <laughs> like, more, more pointy and, like, dick-like. <laughs>
0: dick like as in it makes him look like a dick no, or like dick a like penis. as in it looks like he like, has a penis yeah. hanging off his have face Have you ever
1: seen like cartoons of like Fagin from Oliver or like like those cartoons where the guys have like really long chins like it's always animated
0: Yes I've never thought of them as looking <laughs> like a penis Well
1: cuz I'm a lady and you're a man and I'm a I like never mind <laughs>
0: Um, my history in just conversations with people leads me to believe that men are more likely to be thinking about penises than women are.
1: That is true. I mean, sometimes. And
0: weirdly, straight men are most likely of all to be thinking about penises. penises. Yeah. I don't know why that is. It just seems to hold true. You
1: know, it, yeah, it is what it is. All right, so he's got his dick chin out. (laughs) I suppose you stick your chin out and growl at them like you do at me when you're cross. Something the same way, admitted Leslie, only not quite so violent. You see, they're not often as irritating as you are, Nancy. Which is kind of cold. Damn.
0: I feel like they've got a, like...
1: There's a weird relationship here.
0: I mean, they've, they've got like a dom-sub kind of relationship yeah, going on something's here. Going
1: on. She looked at him mischievously and then suddenly clasped her hands. Oh, George, she said, I'd quite forgotten. Are you doing anything next Wednesday? Nothing more than usual, said Leslie, about eight hours work. Oh, that's all right, then. It's Father's and Mother's Wedding Day, and the old dears want to celebrate it in some way. I suggested that we should go for a motor picnic to Beechwood, just the three of us, and get you to drive us. Don't you think it's a lovely idea? You know, there's an old church there where Cardinal Worsley was married or died or did something, and you and I... I can get together after lunch and have a look at it. Both father and mother don't care for that sort of thing and they won't mind my going with you. You know father's taken quite a fancy to you since you came round that day and showed him the new car. Ooh, she's like after this guy and she's oh, like yeah. mommy and daddy don't suspect anything and we can go to the church again. Yeah. Nasty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, Cardinal Wolsey did something Somebody, here. Nobody yeah, really yeah, cares, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's anyway, dark you and secluded. I <laughs> don't
1: want to get.
0: I'll even try to be on time.
1: <laughs> Leslie leaned back in his if I'm chair. Not, you
0: can spank me.
1: <laughs> ah. <laughs> Leslie leaned back in his chair and looked at her with a kind of amused gravity. Then he shook his head. Things can't go on like this, Nancy. He said. Her dark blue eyes opened innocently. Can't go on like what? She inquired. I mean, I can't go on deceiving your people in this way. Nancy drew back, pouting. Oh, George, dear, I thought we'd settled all that. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm getting to read this one. <laughs> this is, is great. This? Leslie smiled. You settled it, Nancy. I didn't. But at the best, it was only to be a temporary arrangement. Well, in my opinion, the time has come to end it. Oh no! We're gonna oh Duh, dot da! But we can't end it, dear," protested Nancy, helping herself delicately to a chocolate éclair. <laughs> <laughs> she shoves like an entire éclair in. Oh no! I think she's nope.
0: She's using it's... the
1: éclair as like um. Uh-huh. Oh, we cover <laughs> It's like <laughs> this story is amazing.
0: <laughs> I actually imagine it would be. Surprisingly difficult to seductively eat a chocolate eclair.
1: There is nothing sexy about it other than I guess the phallic shape. But like yeah. it's like the chocolate would gloop on your m- mouth. Yeah. And like the cream will just like. Th- the cream out, will like, come out
0: the wrong end. The wrong
1: end. It'll like scream. <laughs> It's like. You'll yes. end up you'll end up
0: with blacked out teeth and cream down, and the, front cream down the front of
1: your shirt. I mean, I guess some people are into that. I don't know. Like some people like that. I, I am yeah. <laughs> and She shoves a chuck with a clear in her mouth. Why not? Asked Leslie. I can go to your father and ask him whether he has any objection to me as a son-in-law. Oh! I'm
0: not so trying to he, call it off. He, he just wants, wants it to stop being like, in secret. He's
1: like, this needs to stop. He goes, I know I'm below. It sounds like he is like a working class guy and she's very much an upper class. It's Branson like.
0: and Sybil. It's
1: Branson and Sybil. Which they play on the crew TV on the, sh- on the ship over and over the same, like, four episodes. Um, all right. So, lovely. Okay, so he just wants to get married. I think she just likes the, she likes the scandal. She's super into the scandal. I can go to your father and ask him whether he has any objection to me as a son-in-law. If he has, well, at least we shall know where we are, and then you can make up your mind what you're going to do. Now you're being horrid, said Nancy. You know very well father won't let me marry you. He thinks because you've made your money yourself and because you run a motor car business that... (laughs) That... (laughs) That... I'm not a gentleman, finished Leslie, smiling good-naturedly. Well, I can't help that, Nancy. Perhaps he's right. My point is that it doesn't alter the question. If you're going to marry me, you'll have to do it someday, either with or without your father's consent. There's no hurry, protested Nancy weakly. Not the least, admitted Leslie. But... On the other hand, there's no reason for waiting. The business is bringing me in an excellent income, and we're only wasting both our lives. He's like, I want a bang, bang, bangity bang. Is bang, bang, bangity bang? A bang, bang, bang,
0: bang, bang, bangity bang.
1: Nancy stirred her tea and looked at him sorrowfully. George, she said, you'll make me cry if you go on like that. Why can't we stop as we are, just a little longer? Something's sure to turn up. Leslie shook his head. Nothing ever turns up in this world unless people dig for it. Come, Nancy. He- <laughs> well, that God, Nancy. Now nasty.
0: we know what he's digging for.
1: Come, Nancy. I'll dig for it. Rang, rang, rang. Apparently the eclair worked. Who knew?
0: <laughs> I, d- I did say difficult, not impossible.
1: Yeah and you know
0: some people can make anything sexy
1: some people can <laughs> what is that paris hilton ad from like the like early 2000s of her like eating a carl's jr like cheeseburger on a like car in i a-
0: remember the ad was that paris hilton that was hilton? paris
1: hilton Oh. It's just like dripping all over her body. And it's like the ketchup's just like dripping down on her like body. And like she's just laying on a car, like eating the like messiest burger you've ever seen. I mean, there So, you go. two
0: things. One, I didn't remember, I didn't know, I didn't register that that was Paris Hilton. Yeah. Second, I remember that ad. I remember it actively not making me crave Carl's Jr.'s cheeseburgers.
1: No, it's, it's <laughs> I mean, it was like they're literally selling sex and they're like, maybe it'll make you hungry. I guess.
0: (laughs) Hungry, but not for a cheeseburger. Yeah.
1: Come, Nancy. He smiled at her. If you like me well enough to marry me, surely you don't mind my asking your father whether he objects. I know you dislike rows and unpleasantness of any kind, but there must be a limit to everything. Nancy wriggled rather unhappily in her chair, looking prettier than ever. Ooh. Sexy. Sexy. Wriggling. She's like, she's like, oh, I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do, she said forlornly. You dumb
0: bitch. I just told you <laughs> what should... to do.
1: <laughs> I think she likes the secret. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Secrets are sexy. Yeah, sometimes, you know, it is what it is. "'I'm awfully fond of you, George, and I would like to marry you. "'Really, I would, dear. "'But I simply can't go and have a nasty, silly squabble with father and mother. "'You know they wouldn't hear of it. "'They're frightfully old-fashioned, both of them, "'and they think I'm sure to marry a duke or something. "'If I told them I wanted to marry you, they'd have a fit. "'I might just as well say I was going to run away with the coachman. "'Give me some more tea, dear.' (laughs) Leslie, who did not seem to be the least annoyed, poured her out a second cup.
0: Patience of a saint, this Mm -hmm.
1: man. Well, it seems pretty plain, Nancy, he said, that you'll have to choose between me and your love of peace.
0: Oh! (laughs) Ah, the old tomato.
1: Ah, yes. She looked at him with a kind of mock despair. Oh, George, are you going to... Oh, George, are you going to desert me?
0: (laughs) She had trouble with that one because the eclair was in the way.
1: Yeah, her eclair is still in the mouth. She's chewing. Oh, George, are you going to desert me just when you... Oh, George, are you going to desert me just when I want your help? I didn't think you were like that or I shouldn't have loved you. But you must make up your mind one way or another, protested Leslie, laughing. Nancy shook her head despairingly. What's the good of telling me that, George? You know I can't make up my mind. I never could. Someone's always had to do it for me. Let's just go on as we were for a bit. It's awfully nice loving each other and no one knowing about it, and perhaps you'll save Father's life or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... We can stage a drowning, and then you can save him, and then he'll be like, anything you want.
0: (laughs) I'll push him in front of a car.
1: If that's all it depends on, said Leslie, ironically, we may as well be printing the invitations. (laughs) 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 Now, you're not going to stick out your chin like that and look cross, said Nancy. It's just as tiresome for me as it is for you, and you ought to be nice and sympathetic instead of being grumpy. "'I'm not a bit cross, really,' said Leslie. "'I should as soon think of getting cross with a flower, as with you.'" "'Nancy brightened up wonderfully. "'Oh, that's so sweet of you, George. "'I love people to say things like that to me, and you so seldom do.'" Then she paused and looked at him with mischievous, pleading eyes. "'And will you come and drive us on Wednesday, won't you, dear?' she added." The corners of Leslie's mouth twitched. Nancy, he said, you're as wicked as you are beautiful. <laughs> oh dear, said Nancy. That's the second in two minutes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then we have a asterisk, 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 so time has passed. Dun dun. Colonel Peyton pushed back his plate and got up from the breakfast table. Well, it's a lovely day, he observed, looking out the window. I hope that young man will be punctual. Are you women ready? So, this is
0: going to be Nancy's dad?
1: Yes, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever know mother late for anything, Father? Inquired Nancy calmly. Yep. Yes. Colonel Peyton chuckled and shook his finger at her. "It's you I'm thinking of, miss," he said. "You're the one that will keep us waiting." "Come along," said mrs Peyton, "and put your things on, darling. We mustn't keep the car standing." mrs Peyton, having been brought up with horses, had never been able to- rid herself of the idea that a motor became restless under such
0: treatment. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go. The car's going to get bored. It's get
1: bored. I mean, it will run out of gas, to be fair.
0: It, yeah. Which is a whole different thing. Yeah.
1: Nancy laughed and accompanied her mother upstairs, from which region she shortly emerged, looking bewitchingly demure and pretty in a sort of Kate Greenaway cloak and bonnet, the colonel, who was just struggling into his coat, gazed at her with fond approval. "Very nice, Nancy," he said. "Very nice. You remind me of your mother."
0: Careful. Yeah.
1: The compliment to Colonel Peyton—it was a very genuine compliment—had hardly left his lips when he came. Wow. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> hardly left his lips when there came the loud hum of a motor car driving up to the house. Mm, A hummer. Nancy stepped forward and opened the door. Punctual to the minute, observed the colonel triumphantly. It's a pleasure to deal with a young man like that. The young man in question brought the car round with a graceful sweep and pulled up noiselessly level with the doorstep. How do you do, he said, taking off his cap and bowing slightly to Nancy and Mrs. Peyton. The colonel stepped out and offered his hand. How are you, Mr. Leslie, he inquired. Very good of you to come round and drive us yourself. Now you're making cars of your own. You don't do much of that sort of thing, I suppose, eh? What? <laughs> I can totally see this guy. what? 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 Not often, said Leslie gravely. Unless people specifically ask me, I generally send one of the men. Nancy's eyes sparkled merrily. May I sit in front with the driver, Father? She asked. I love to watch him pull out the handles. <laughs> oh, oh, she go get some road <laughs> She is
0: not subtle.
1: She's like, I want to play with this stick shift. <laughs> <laughs> the Colonel looked a trifle embarrassed, oh, I uh, are yeah, I expect Mr. Leslie doesn't like to be asked questions while he's driving. Nancy It seemed to him curious that his daughter failed to recognize that Leslie was a cut above the ordinary chauffeur. I hope Miss Peyton will sit in front if she wishes to, said Leslie. I don't in the least mind being asked questions. One gets used to it, you know. <laughs> uh.
0: You know, kids.
1: Kids Kids as in like this 25-year-old woman who's nasty. All right. Nancy did not wait for any further discussion, but jumped lightly into the vacant seat while a solemn-looking butler proceeded to stow a hamper in the back of the car. The Colonel and Mrs. Peyton then took their places, and Leslie, slipping in his clutch, turned the car round and started off and up the road. It was a beautiful summer day of blue and gold, and the 25 miles to Beechwood lay through some of the fairest country in England. Pleasantly warmed by the sun and lulled by the gentle drone of the motor, the old people lay back in their comfortable seats and gazed contently at the passing scenery. Not so Nancy, who, sitting upright with a demure smile on her face and mischief in her eyes, proceeded to question Leslie with an apparently artless enthusiasm as to the various parts of the car. <laughs> <laughs> he is? That
0: ellipses added by Heather, was not, not by Victor. <laughs> the various parts of
1: of the, the car. car. <laughs> That's just artistic interpretation. <laughs> just, oh, is this, uh, uh, we're having now, uh... Uh, uh, sound effects. We're yeah, I'm doing vibrating down the road. I'm
0: doing live foley. All
1: right, live foley. He answered her seriously and politely, never smiling or varying from the respectful tone of a temporary employee.
0: Yeah, that's exhausting.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> I hope Nancy isn't bothering that young man too much. Observed the colonel in an undertone to his wife. Mrs. Peyton beamed good naturedly at the couple in front. Oh, people of that sort like to be asked questions, she whispered back. He's proud to show off his car to Nancy. You can be sure of that. <laughs> so many innuendos. Yeah, his car. So many innuendos. I only hope she won't make him run us into a ditch with her chattering, was the girl's <laughs> <colonel's> rejoinder. <laughs> That this tragedy was successfully avoided may be gathered by the fact that half an hour later, the car pulled up in a little woodland clearing just above the Beechwood Village. It was a charming spot carpeted with soft, mossy turf.
0: <laughs> it's too... It's really... It's too much.
1: This is so good. It's I am, too much. I am obsessed with this guy. Why have we not read him before? I t-
0: like... It's all, it's just, This is. it's too much. This is a
1: fucking, like, modern-day sitcom. Like, it's, it's like Bridgerton. Like, this is brilliant. I mean,
0: it's barely a sitcom. It's almost an erotic novel. It's
1: like Bridgerton. It's like, <laughs> it's like uh, um, Jane Austen, but nasty. <laughs> it's like... It's, Without the like manners, it's Jane Austen without the manners. It's like, mm, let me just sit on your stick shift. Come like, over
0: and 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 um, enjoy my mossy lawn. My
1: mossy, my mossy like lawn, and I shove this eclair in my mouth. <laughs> like, it's nasty. I love it. Come um,
0: picnic on the mossy mound. <laughs>
1: So good, soft mossy turf is actually what it says. Come picnic on the, the soft, soft mossy, mossy turf. turf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. This is delightful. <laughs> it was a charming spot, carpeted with soft mossy turf and hemmed in on three sides with trees. From the 4th, the Buckinghamshire countryside stretched out in a magnificent rolling panorama of 20 miles. After a brief and whispered consultation with his wife, Colonel Payton turned to Leslie. "'I hope you'll lunch with us, Mr. Leslie,' he said. "'I have brought plenty for four.' Leslie bowed. "'I shall be very pleased to,' he answered.' And going round to the back of the car, he proceeded to assist Nancy in getting out the hamper. <laughs> yeah. The lunch looked most attractive spread out on a clean white cloth. <laughs> That's like how it sushi. often goes. Mm. <laughs> it's a sushi lunch.
0: <laughs> I don't remember if I have uh, shared this story on the podcast or not. When I was in high school... Um, oh, no, a, uh,
1: I have no, I don't know the story. So
0: when I was, on. when I was in high school, uh, an acapella group
1: mm. called
0: tonic sofa came and performed a vocal, um, like workshop thing, um, mm-hmm. class session, yeah. whatever, um, with, uh, with the choir students at, at my high school. Um, and it started with, the, they gave like a short version of a concert, and then they started the clinic.
1: Yeah.
0: One of the songs they sang was uh, Simon and Garfunkel's "Cecilia." Okay. But, oh. But I, someone told
1: me this along
0: the line decided that um, the virtuous and innocent ears of high school choir students
1: in Minnesota, in small town Minnesota. should
0: not hear a song about making love in the afternoon. And so (laughs) someone decided that the line should be changed to making lunch. (laughs) However, that is the only word that was changed. So I would argue
1: sounds nastier. (laughs) The
0: lyrics ran, making lunch in the afternoon with With Cecilia." Cecilia... Up in my my bedroom, bedroom. I got up to wash my face. Yeah. When I come back to bed, someone's taken my place.
1: (laughs) He's like,
0: (laughs) that song just became very vivid. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it makes that it dirtier. Is really explicit. At least making love sounds like oh, it's romantic. It's very like endearing. But making lunch in the afternoon, it's like.
0: Ah. And apparently, it made a mess of his face. So
1: it's gonna eat it out. I mean.
0: And then he walks away, and in comes someone
1: else. Oh lord! It's like a, it's like a, a drive-through. <laughs>
0: Hello. Welcome to Cecilia's drive-through. How may I service you? How may
1: I service you? <laughs> it's so good. Oh my God, that is glorious.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: All right. So they're getting their hamper out and they're spreading it out on a white clean cloth. <laughs> For, like many elderly soldiers, Colonel Peyton regarded food as only slightly inferior in importance to religion and good breeding. <laughs> Seated beside Mrs. Peyton, Leslie found himself being patronized by that complacent lady with all the well-meaning condescension of their kind. (laughs) (laughs) You must eat a good lunch, Mr. Leslie, she observed. Help. Jeez, they're like, when we get to the church, that's what we're going to do. She observed, helping him generously to cold game pie. I am sure it will be the most tiring drive that great heavy car. She's call her daughter fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to say nothing of answering all your questions, eh, Nancy? Put in the Colonel. Have some champagne. He held out the bottle to Leslie.
0: Before you drive us home, have and some champagne. Let's drink
1: up. As before they were worried about that kind of stuff. The latter filled up Mrs. Peyton's glass and then helped himself. Driving a car nowadays isn't a very tiring business, he explained, especially when one is used to it. Well, I mean to try it before long, said the colonel. One has to take the infernal things in self-defense. What? <laughs> I will probably come down on you. Oh, what? Whoa. <laughs> It's a family affair. It's a family affair. I shall probably come down on you now you've taken to making cars yourself. Sir Herbert Temple tells me they're excellent. Nancy clapped her hands. Oh, father, that would be delightful, she said. And can't you get Mr. Leslie to come and drive us? Leslie bit his lip to stop himself from smiling. ''My dear child,'' said Colonel, ''Mr. Leslie is much too busy a man for that sort of thing. It's very good of him to come today. ''I... I suppose the motor car business is a very thriving industry,'' hazard Mrs. Peyton vaguely. ''Do you make them yourself, Mr. Leslie?'' With a little assistance, answered Leslie. It's rather complicated work, you know. It must be, said Mrs. Payton sympathetically. The tires alone, for instance. I can't think of how you can cut all those funny patterns on the rubber. What a perfect day for a picnic, isn't it? I, I love these people. This is the worst.
0: I love it. <laughs> I do want to know more about the woman in red and the ferret-faced man. Well, I hope they come back.
1: Yes. Having taken this abrupt aesthetic turn, the conversation wandered away into general channels until, by a natural process, it drifted back to the immediate surroundings of the party. I want to see the church, said Nancy, <laughs> throwing I am so obsessed with these people. I want to be in this play. It's so stupid. I'm so happy.
0: I kind of want to be in this family. I
1: kind of, I like. I, know I don't want to be in this family. I just want to be in this play. It's really funny. It's like, um, it's um, uh, Orange uh, Augustosage County, like, but of like Britain, 1800s. It's like yeah. destructive family. Uh, I want to see the church, said Nancy, throwing a little sidelong glance at Leslie. I believe it's most awfully interesting. Cardinal Woosley did something or other in it. The church? The church? inquired Colonel Peyton, in whom lunch had induced certain symptoms of restfulness. What what church? Where is it? (laughs) He's like passing out. I, I believe it's down in the village, answered Nancy innocently. I could walk down and back before you're ready to start. I don't think you'd better," said the Colonel. "You probably meet some drunken tramp." <laughs> well, uh, perhaps Mr. Leslie could walk me down," suggested Nancy. "I do want to see the church frightfully. That was why I suggested Beechwood." I would be delighted to," said Leslie simply. Colonel Peyton looked a little doubtful. The young man certainly seemed most respectful and well-mannered, but, but, well, well. After all, where was the harm? <laughs> <laughs> Having asked him to lunch, it would appear rather unkind to refuse his well-meant offer, especially as the suggestion had originally come from Nancy.
0: Oh, they're playing him.
1: Yep. "'Go along with you, then,' said the colonel good-naturedly. "'But don't be late. We want to start back by three. Side by side, Nancy and Leslie set off down the hill. For some little way, Nancy was bubbling over with suppressed merriment, which only found its escape when they rounded the corner of the hill where they were out of sight of the older people.' Then she thrust her arm upon Leslie and broke into a long ripple of laughter. (laughs) Oh, George, dear, she said. I thought I should have exploded. Your face was simply lovely. Leslie smiled contentedly. If it comes to that, he retorted, you're looking rather nice yourself this morning, Nancy. Nancy squeezed his arm gently. That's very pretty, she said, but you mustn't say that sort of thing too often, George, or I shall think you've been practicing. Where are we going to? Why, to the church, of course, answered Leslie. Nancy wrinkled her nose. But I don't want to go to the church, she protested. It's sure to be a." Able- dusty and stuffy and there'll be some, sor- some sort of horrid old man who'll want to crawl around with us and point out Cardinal Wolseley. Let's go and sit in the woods somewhere and just talk. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie shook his head. No, Nancy, he said sternly. I can't encourage such deception. Come along to the church. Nancy sighed. Oh. "'Dear,' she murmured, "'it's the worst of loving a man with a chin like yours. "'I shouldn't be half so frightened of you "'if you'd had a beard, George. <laughs> "'Will you grow one, please, when we're married?' "'You shall have whiskers if you want them,' said Leslie tenderly. "'Nancy laughed, and withdrawing her arm, "'stopped to pick two or three flowers "'that were nestling in the hedgerow.' There you are, she said, putting them in his buttonhole. It's
0: good to be clear about which hole you're sticking (laughs) them in.
1: Then she turned up her face. It's always a conversation. (laughs) Gotta have that conversation first. Then she turned up her face. You may kiss me now if you like. Leslie put his hands on her shoulders and kissed her very gently. Nancy patted his sleeve. "'You dear, obstinate old thing,' she said. "'I believe you. I believe you like me rather, after all.' (laughs) "'I do a little,' said Leslie quietly. "'Walking side by side, they came out on the bend of the hill "'that leads down into Beechwood Village. "'The small hamlet, with its thatched cottages, "'lay spread out below them in the warm July sunshine.' "'What a sweet place, isn't it?' said Nancy. "'There's the church,' she pointed down to the little square tower, half hidden amongst the trees. "'And don't look! There's someone outside with a motor car. "'I suppose he's come to see Cardinal Woolsley, too.' <laughs> "'Leslie said nothing. "'He was busy flickering away some dust from his coat with his handkerchief. "'He's left the car and gone inside,' went on Nancy. "'What fun!' Let's steal it, George. Go for a ride. (laughs) Wow. Grand
0: Theft Auto, Victorian countryside.
1: (laughs) Don't get five stars or all the cardinals will be following you. Confess. 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 Shame. Shame.
0: Your top speed down the country road is 40 kilometers per hour. (laughs) Which is like 20.
1: Which is like 20, and, like, the horses can only run that fast for so long.
0: (laughs) That's the trick. You just have to
1: outlast the police. Yes, that's it. I don't think we'd better, said Leslie. He might be the bishop inspecting. Nancy shook her head. Bishops never inspect, she said decidedly. They sit at home and swear at the government. (laughs) I know, because my uncle's one. (laughs) PM <laughs> I love this so much. Well, well, we'll go inside too and see what he's doing, said Leslie. Perhaps he's breaking open the poor box. Hopefully to give to the poor, to give and to not the poor. to give to himself.
0: Not just because he needs to head down the pub.
1: Apparently. They turned in under the old wooden gateway and walked up the churchyard path. The door of the porch was open, and as they entered, Leslie closed it behind them. At that moment, the organ broke softly into music. <gasps> Are they about to get married? Did he just set up on an elopement?
0: Sly fucker.
1: Oh, <laughs> Shit! It broke into soft music. Nancy slipped her arm into her companion's. Oh dear, she whispered. I believe there's a service on. As she spoke, an elderly clergyman in a surplice. Surplice? Surplus. Sur- like surplice. Surplice. Yeah. An elderly clergyman in a surplice came out suddenly from a side door in the chancel. Yeah. He walked slowly to the steps and stood there with a book in his hand, looking down the aisle towards them. It's our wedding service, said Leslie simply. (laughs) I'm obsessed! This is such a good story!
0: (laughs) He's going, I'm gonna get laid tonight if I have to trick you into marrying
1: me. the color went suddenly out of Nancy's face. She stood for a moment as if turned to white marble, while the sound of the organ rose louder and louder, mounting up triumphantly into a fretted roof and filled all the church with with its joyous harmony. She tried to speak, but somehow or another the words refused to come, and she felt Leslie's arms tighten And then she was walking up the aisle while the music sank and died into low, melodious tones. She had a vague impression of two men getting up from the front pew. Gathered together, sight of God, face of this congregation, joined together, man and woman, holy matrimony, honorable estate instituted. But this was impossible, absurd. "'She couldn't be married like this. "'What was Leslie thinking of? "'The man must stop.' "'The monotonous drone continued. "'Have this woman, wedded wife, live together, "'God's ordinance, holy estate, matrimony, lover, comfort, honor, "'keep her sickness, and in health, forsaking all other. "'Keep thee only unto her as long as you both shall live.' "'Leslie's voice came, cheerful and distinct.' I will. Have this man, wedded husband, live together, God's ordinance, holy estate, matrimony, obey him, serve him, love, honor, and keep him, sickness, health, forsaking all other, keep thee only unto him, so long as you both shall live. Nancy gasped. Who giveth this woman, married this man? There was a shuffle of feet, and somebody stepped back forward beside her. Nancy found herself holding Leslie's hand. Her mind seemed to be a whirling wilderness of amazed protest. What was she to do? Why had she spoken before? She wouldn't be married like this. She wouldn't. She wouldn't. It was so hateful of Leslie. she She. What was it the man wanted her to say? I, Nancy, take thee, George. Wedded husband, haven't to hold? Somehow she had stumbled through the responses and then she was kneeling beside Leslie and her hand was still in his. It was too late now. She was married, (laughs) married, married, and all the protests in the world would be worse than useless. Even the Parsons drone seemed to ring with a note of finality. Those whom God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. Of what happened immediately after, Nancy never had a very clear idea. (laughs) She remembered signing a book and shaking hands with two complete strangers and being congratulated by the old clergyman, and at last she and Leslie were alone. And then Nancy began to cry. Don't, dearest, don't, said Leslie. He took her in his arms and kissed her wet eyes and quivering lips. Oh, how could you? How could you? She hid her face against his coat, and somehow the laughter forced its way through her tears. Oh, George, you beast! You beast! You bully! It was the only way, my Nancy. His voice was very tender, and the steady gray eyes looked down at her, alit with love. She took his handkerchief out of his pocket and dabbed her eyes. "'I'll never forgive you, never! It was horrible of you, George. You came the old mischievous smile like a flash of sunshine through the rain. However, did you do it, dear?' "'I got a special license on Saturday,' said Leslie calmly. Then I came down here, saw the parson, and told him we'd be ready at two o'clock. I said we might keep him waiting, so I paid double fees.' Nancy burst into a ripple of laughter. "'Oh, George!' she said. "'I think you must be the devil!' Well, he took up the bargain quick enough. Then I told Morton, my partner, to come down with another car and wait outside the churchyard. Directly he saw me coming, he was to go in and start the parson, and that's how everything was ready. It was quite a simple matter, really. "'But it's only the beginning,' said Nancy. "'Think of father and mother!' "'I have,' said Leslie. "'Morton is driving them home. "'I have given him a letter explaining the circumstances. "'We shall go back in another car.' <laughs> "'Nancy collapsed. "'And then?' she inquired faintly. "'Then I shall take you to Clarig's "'and go round and see your father.' I want to apologize to him. (laughs) Nancy shuddered. What do you think he'll say? Leslie took her two hands and drew her towards him. Dearest, he said, your father and I are going to be great friends. She looked up in his strong, kind face, and then she gave a little happy laugh. George, she said, I'm glad you've got a chin like that. It makes me feel so safe. The end. (laughs) I love it so. That was so dumb. I am obsessed with that story. That was so funny and so like, that was like reading a play and it was amazing. And I did not see that coming. That,
0: oh man. That was that, like
1: an Agatha Christie twist without anyone dying. Without
0: anyone getting murdered. Yeah. That was, I think that might have been one of the dumber stories we've ever read.
1: Absolutely, but that like. Was great. Like, I can see Netflix being like, I'd like to make a movie out of it. <laughs> like. Yeah. People would watch the shit out of that rom-com. Yeah. <laughs> like.
0: Yeah, my only complaint is I have no idea what happened to Red Dress and Ferret Face.
1: Maybe they're maybe they're a common thread through all those stories in that book. Maybe they always maybe, observe yeah. the main characters at the beginning, and then the main characters go off and do their thing.
0: Hmm. We'll have to read more stories now and we'll find out. No, I'll have to
1: read another story. It, it was a, it was a fun one. That was super fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I mean, it was dumb, and then there was a twist, and it was yeah. great. And the characters were like. I made the correct choices on every character without even thinking yep. about it. All like the voices. Yeah. Like.
0: Well, I think, I think all of the characters are, um, they're stamped archetypes enough yeah. that it's fairly easy to figure out sort of what their deal yeah. is.
1: Like the way she described her parents, mm-hmm. it was very easy yeah. once the parents started talking to be like, okay, these are uppity, yeah. upper, uppers. They're, they're well to do when yeah. he's a colonel. And he's cool. A co- gotcha. Hey, uh, Colonel. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 Um, giant mustache. Giant, giant mustache. And the, and Probably the, more
0: mustache than face.
1: And very large. Like I see him as like Colonel Mustard. <laughs> like, yeah. like very much that. And then the wife is like a little bit wee and like a little like delicate. And she's like, if my corset doesn't fit, then I can't stop eating. <laughs> she's like that woman. Even though no one wears corsets anymore, she still does. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: yeah. Although it's, I mean, the book came out in 1920. That was when. So it's, it's the young
1: people were not. Yeah, the young the, people weren't yeah, anymore. Exactly. But yeah, she's like the Maggie Smith, but not quite Maggie Smith's age. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's very holding on to tradition. Mm-hmm. See, I want to see the sequel when mommy and daddy find out because I bet that's not I'm, as cute as I he I makes it seem. I am <laughs> like, curious. Makes it seem. I
0: am curious what Act Two of this play is.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think there's three acts to this play. <laughs> there's that, and then there's mommy and daddy finding out, and that whole story. Yep. And then there's the third act, which is the culmination where, of all.
0: Where Arsene very Luton shows Shaw. up and. Very Shaw. Very Shaw.
1: Yeah. Very, very like Misalliance or like one of those. Like, yeah. 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 Well, that was fun. That I was enjoyed a good that one. very much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey listener, what do you think of that story? Did you enjoy it? Do you like stories that apparently have very little point to them?
1: Um <laughs> I think the point was like, fuck it, just do like marry the people you love and just
0: like, chill out. Just, just
1: do yeah. do what you like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, cuz I enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um I'd I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Uh go ahead and reach out. Um, send us uh, your opinions. And, And of course, your happy birthday messages to 5050ArtsProduction at gmail.com or to any of our social media. That's Campfire Classics on any of the social media Twitter and the
1: Instagrams and all those.
0: Send a happy birthday song, message, dance. Tell us what you thought of uh, the story. Show us a video of you popping a bottle of kava. And please include somewhere in the message this week's secret passcode, which is Dick Chin.
1: Chin. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad you have a chin like that. It makes me feel so safe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, that's everything I got. That's all Anything I got, too. from you?
1: I cool. Can't, you know, it is what it is.
0: Well, then, thanks for listening. And until next week, this has been Campfire Classics, where we try to read those books that look really good on your shelf.
1: <laughs> hey! They got married. Cheers.